BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only, Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. If it doesn't work, you're just not using enough. You're listening to Software Radio, special operations military news, and straight talk with the guys in the community. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Soft Rep Radio. This is Rad, your host, and I have the fortunate pleasure to hang out with Lucky and Kevin Marr of writing the book. Go ahead and tell me the name of the book. It's Damned Lucky, right? Right. Damn Lucky. Hey, Kevin, did I say your Damn Lucky. Kevin, did I say your last name right? It's Bauer with an M, so Mauer. But yeah, looks like Joe Mauer, the former uh, catcher for the Twins. Perfect. And then, uh, Kevin, you've written books like No Easy Day, Damn Lucky. And uh, how long have you been writing like this for? I started covering the military in 2003, officially, when I moved to Fayetteville, North Carolina, and I covered Fort Bragg uh, right there. So I got there in January of 2003, and then by March, I was in Iraq with the 82nd. So yeah, since then, awesome. I've been sort of chasing these military stores. Okay, and then you've chased down Lucky. You've done one thing that a Messerschmitt could not do. And that was Catch Lucky. So you caught Lucky to tell his story in a book, huh? Huh? <laughs> so Lucky, welcome to Soft Rep Radio. Well, actually, the 
connection between us was by phone. Out of the blue, Kevin called me and said that he had heard some of my stories and wanted to read my book. And I said, well, I don't have a book. Never have had a book. And he said, well, uh, certainly your stories should be told. And would you be willing to, or would you consider collaborating on a book with me? And so I said, well, I don't know you and you don't know me and I don't know your writing style. So what have you done? And he said, well, he'd written 10 books and he'd be happy to show me or send me copies and, and let me see for myself if I thought we were compatible to uh, work together to relate what I thought were stories about one of the most, if not the most notorious group in the 8th Air Force, the Bloody Hundredth, that I accidentally became a part of. And if, if he thought that was a something that, that he would like to write about and convey it because I was not a writer, I was able to fairly well maybe speak about my experiences, but writing them was something else for a narrative for people to read and to document because I was uh, certainly intrigued by the idea of having something in writing that could be referred to historically for future generations particularly my grandchildren and great-grandchildren, to uh, read about what my experiences were. And unfortunately, just as we reached agreement, COVID happened. And so that meant that we would not be able to interview each other face-to-face, but uh, would have to do so over the telephone. And this is how we set up a almost daily interview session by phone, which we conducted for a year and a half or almost two years, where I uh, sort of uh, regurgitated the experiences that I had in World War II with this um, unlucky group called the Bloody 100th. But I was just damn lucky to have survived and lived to the right old age of 100. Yeah, and you're still going. So when is your birthday? Last month. Happy birthday. <laughs> March the 16th. March the 16th. That is a uh, happy birthday to you. Yes, you're welcome. Yeah, I felt like after I read that Q&A that I had to get deeper into this story. And, and uh, the fact that there wasn't a ju- book felt like an injustice that we had to kind of solve together. So uh, I was set about that. And, and I was lucky. I mean, you don't often get a chance to tell a story like this with a guy like Lucky, who's a great storyteller and really bring it to life. And, and I think we, we agreed really quickly that we really wanted to put a human face on it. really was a battle, you know, that I don't think people really truly understand the human toll that it took on us. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only, Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. You know, I do a lot of these interviews, Lucky and Kevin, and I get to talk to a lot of people who have been in combat, and there is a toll. There is a toll that when you come home that sits with you, and I'm just, again, happy that you're able to grip your mind around it, Lucky, and, and present it in a book with Kevin for us to learn about. And another thing I've learned from this this opportunity of interviewing you guys and others like yourselves is I never was a big book reader. I just wasn't like, uh, I was just like, hey, you know, uh, now I have become that learning about the stories and then just wanting to learn more about this. So we're definitely going to be talking about Damn Lucky, the book that you need to go check that out when it drops. And I think it's going to be dropping like after April, in April, right? That's what's happening? April 9th. Coming out? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So let's go straight to the top with the number one seller on every list. You know, it's going to be everywhere. You know, make sure you pick it up from a local bookstore who takes the risk to buy that book and bring it in and sell it. Okay. That mom and pop out there. I want you to go buy local books, and if you can't get that, then just get it wherever you can. Damn Lucky is the name of that book, and these two have a great story to tell. So, Lucky, if you don't mind, would you mind just sharing with me the moment that you enlisted in the United States military and became that lieutenant? Well, I enlisted after Pearl Harbor. I was in college at the time, and when Pearl Harbor occurred, I didn't even know where Pearl Harbor was or what it was, but I knew that I was highly eligible for military service and I had been in the military in the ROTC in high school and wanted to learn to fly. So I immediately volunteered and as a consequence was allowed to pick the service uh, that I wanted to serve in, the branch of the service. And so I applied as a aviation cadet to go to pilot training. And that was in February of 
1942. Wow. And so you go in 1942, you feel the call to serve. Pearl Harbor has just come under attack from the Japanese. And you're like, I'm going. Send me. Pick me. Can I ask before that, were you ever like in the Boy Scouts? No, I wasn't a Boy Scout. I had aspired to go to West Point because of my uh, ROTC experience. And I was also, I lived in Chattanooga, Tennessee, which was just 12 miles from Cavalry Base. The 3rd uh, Cavalry was based at Port Oglethorpe, Georgia. And my dad raised horses. So in the summertime, I would go to civilian military camp, CMTC. And for two weeks, I would live on, on the base and learn to ride uh, army nags and care for them. And uh, of course, I was impressed with the fact that young lieutenants coming out of West Point, if they could play polo, which was uh, uh, their Sunday afternoon sport, uh, as well as fox hunt, that you could be quite a hero to the uh, local female population. And so that appealed to me. And I thought that uh, I might get an appointment to West Point. But then Pearl Harbor intervened, and that changed things. And, of course, rather than going into the cavalry, I preferred to go into the Air Force. Right. And at the time, it was probably U.S. Army Air Corps. They hadn't separated to become the United States Air Force today. So you got to wear Mm -hmm. the browns and the pinks and the greens, as they call them, and, you know, Army all the way. So, you know, as someone who studies that, you know, all the different branches, what was it that made you want to pick wheels up and go drop bombs. I mean, that's the goal. That's the job. That's what you're a part of. So so tell me, you know, you go from joining as a young man to now you're in and you're getting stationed where? Well, before that, my best friend and I, Sully Sullivan from high school, wanted to learn to fly. And we thought before Pearl Harbor occurred, we knew that uh, the war was raging in Europe and that eventually the U.S. would be involved. And as such, we would certainly be prime candidates to serve because of our age. But we both uh, had aspirations of flying fighters and dogfighting in the air as being more more glamorous and and, uh, a better way to serve than in the trenches. So we thought what we would uh, what we would do is apply to the Royal Canadian Air Force and get our flying training there, and then once America got involved, well, we could transfer to the Air Corps and we'd be ahead of everybody else. And so we applied and they welcomed us with both arms. And but they said because you're underage, you have to have parental consent. And so my uh, my best friend was an only child. His father had been a World War I veteran and uh, died uh, of mustard gas poisoning when Sully was just a kid, and he never knew his dad. But when he approached his mother and told her what he wanted to do, and she listened very carefully and said, well, Sully, if you really feel that this is what you must do, then you have my blessing. So I thought I'd get the same result when I went home and approached my parents about it. And when I told my mother that Mrs. Sullivan had agreed to let her only son 
and my mother had three sons that were all of of serviceable age that that she would agree and she said well i hate to see you do this but if you feel like you must why i would agree Uh, but your dad has to agree and when he came home from the office and he heard what we were about to do he said you blithering idiots you don't have any idea what you're getting into it's none of your darn business so you get back in school so he refused and Sully went ahead and went to Canada and was uh, trained and went through the North African campaign flying Spitfires. And in wow. the meanwhile, of course, Pearl Harbor occurred and, and I joined up and got trained and, and ended up with the, a heavy bomber group assigned also to England. I see. And that's where you Air came Force. on. Yeah, with the 8th Air Force. That's what I was going to piggyback on. So now you're what, over stationed in uh, Elmendorf or uh, England? Where are you at? Where is it? I was at Thorpe Abbotts, uh, Abbotts. which is where the Bloody Hundreds uh, was based, and uh, happened to be on a crew that was the first to finish a tour of 25 missions, which in those days, without fighter escort and in the early days of the war over Europe, was virtually impossible to achieve. If you actually uh, lived through your first four missions, you were on borrowed time. And uh-huh. uh, to do a tour of 25, it was virtually unheard of. You got used to the flak coming up at you and like the, the flak from all of the anti-aircraft coming up all the time? Never get used to that because you're so defenseless against it. There's nothing yeah. you can do to uh, protect yourself from that. And we were flying unpressurized airplanes at high altitude and broad daylight, mass formation, and it was suicidal. It felt like a big target in the sky. They probably were like, just shoot up there. And you're just like trying to keep going. How can you miss? Yeah. How and there's a whole, there's yeah. a whole squadron flying over. That's right. But then on the other hand, we were confronted by the Luftwaffe, which had oh, been yeah. fighting for four years. And they were professionals. They knew yeah, the what Red they Baron. were doing. They, they had fought the Russians on the Eastern Front and gone through the Battle of Britain against the British. And they were very adept at what they were doing. And heck, we were just citizen soldiers. We were, we were just hairy-headed college kids. And we were well over our depths. And, and we had no idea what we were getting into. If we had, we probably wouldn't have done it. That was those are such of the uh, uh, the idiosyncrasies of war. But uh, as you probably know only too well, you don't go to war and come back the same. Everybody is transformed by being shot at and being in a situation where you kill or be killed. That does something to you. Yeah, right. No, and I can uh, I can imagine the transformation coming home and coming back. So in those days, when the war was over and the newspapers were out, we came charging out into the streets, and there's the big photo of the sailor kissing the nurse on Time magazine, and you know the ticket parades, and you know love a soldier, hire a soldier, you know, and then it kind of gets a little forgotten. So 
you know, during the Vietnam War and then, uh, you know, even going into like Korea, you know, it still gets forgotten to welcome the boys home and the girls that went and fought. And, you know, then you go into Desert Storm, Desert Shield in the 90s. And even though they say it was a 100 hour war, still war, right, still changes you to today's 20 plus year war in Afghanistan, you know, where it's still welcome home, hire a soldier, bring someone, you know, into your I don't know, your, your friendship, just be kind to one another, you know, let's not have to go back to war. I guess I just, I hear what you're saying and, and you were in the serious game, you know, for the world that, that we live in today. Like the democracy I sleep comfortably under at night is because dudes like you went and heard the call and stepped up. And I think a little bit probably of that cavalry scout school that you went to seeped into your head before you went in. So you did get that training. Kind of like, you know, a team just getting being a person on that team, right? But you joined the Air Corps, and then you took some of that cavalry scout mindset with you that was implemented, and you were able to pull through 25 bombing raids. Damn lucky. Damn lucky. <laughs> wow. So, so now... You want to look at it any, philosophically or morally or any yeah. other way. And the bottom line is that if you survive war, which doesn't prove a thing, we've never learned anything from any war, have we? Just to go and back we're to still war. in war. Yes. When I look back over my hundred years of on this planet... I realize that we've been at war my whole life, and we still are. What's your thoughts of today's world? It doesn't prove a thing. We don't learn anything from war. There are no victors. There are only victims. And we're all victims of war. And we still are. And that's a sad commentary on the human condition, that we as individual and human beings can't reach an accommodation of our ideologies without resorting to armed conflict, which doesn't prove a thing. And if you get involved in that, and unfortunately, when you look back on it, wars are started by old men, but they're fought by young men and women now. That's correct. You are correct. So the yeah, cream... Right. The cream of the civilization is put on the battlefield just to placate some autocrat, some idiot, some egotist who wants to rule the world. Right. And, and just not have You get caught one. up in something like that and your country is attacked, then you have to defend yourself. But it's kill or be killed. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
When you register with BetMGM, you get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only, Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Like right now, we obviously know that, uh, you know, Russia is fighting in Ukraine. And I saw a saying the other day that said, if Russia stops the war, the war would be over. But if Ukraine stopped the war, there'd be no more Ukraine. So it's like, you know, what do you say to that? Yeah, just, you know, if you believe in your country, that's what you're fighting for, right? That's what they're fighting for in Ukraine is their sovereign nation to be democracy. Well, they had no choice. They were attacked, unprovoked. Correct. Correct. Living a normal life and then all of a sudden just missiles. And- America was attacked. We were unprovoked at Pearl Harbor. Correct. Poke the bear. But that the excuse for war is another thing. There are no excuses for it. It's just a sad commentary on the human condition. But war is a reality, and it's it's a maturing uh, process. Boy, I grew up overnight in a heck of a hurry. I was just a hairy-headed college kid going out to war to serve my country because it was the patriotic thing to do. And in a world war, like World War II, the entire population is involved. Even the little kids, all the way up to your grandparents, everybody was involved, civilians as well as as those in service and in uniform. And that's one of the things that I still have yet to do. One of my remaining missions in life is to recognize the civilian population that supported us that produced all the war material, kept the home fires burning, and they've never been thanked. They've never even been recognized. We recognize our our losses, our, our heroes, but what about the hometown heroes? We ought to have a day of recognition for them. That's one of my remaining missions, to see that that is a national day of recognition. Well, let's see if anybody uh, listening 
can help make that happen. You know, a national day of recognition. We have, of course, you know, the 4th of July and, you know, Memorial Day. But you're right. You know, they brought metal. They brought old tires. They brought everything that they could from their own homes to the manufacturing facilities to help make, you know, armor and, you know, supplies and clothing and and everybody from, you know, uh, sewing uh, at home trying to make, you know, quilts and everything to send over to the troops for for warmth you know the whole war effort was a big deal rosie the riveter right she's like taking on you know building ships right but are those people ever recognized have they ever been thanked why not isn't that a great oversight to me it is i think it's a very sad thing that we have never really duly acknowledged the tremendous sacrifices that were made by the civilian population to support us. Otherwise, we'd never have, have prevailed. We wouldn't have won. We couldn't have won no, without their support, unqualified and unstinting support. And love, right? Let's not be blind to that, right? Yeah. There was a love for our soldiers sure. that was like, you know, 100%. Who buried Still the body is. bags? that's harsh. You know, that's a hard world. I mean, I've not dealt with that at my own doorstep, you know? So for those who have, I thank you for sending your only begotten sons and daughters off to fight on the behalf of the flag that sits behind me there on my mantle. It's, you know, that's my father's flag. And that flag is the one true flag that I fly. So I just want to say, like, mm-hmm. thank you as well. And you're well and lucky. I'm, I'm 44 years old. I've got a couple more days to catch up to you. But you're welcome from me to you as someone who sits at home and also supports the guys on the front right now. And, you know, to my grandfather, who was a World War II veteran in the Navy, you know, which I didn't understand growing up. I just never took it into, you know, context. I was just a little, little rad riding around, 12 years old on my bicycle, and grandpa was just grandpa. But today, again, after the respect I have, after my own service and my own father and, you know, learning about stories again, I just said, like last night, I was thinking, what am I going to talk to Lucky about? And I sat there and I talked to my grandpa. And I was like, what did I not talk to you about? You know, my own grandfather. I was just like, wow, you know, World War II, Navy, his boat was hit. You know, I could have got so many... So, so thanks for being my pseudo grandpa right now, Lucky. Okay, <laughs> you're quite welcome, lad. <laughs> Hi, folks. This is Sean Spoons, editor in chief of SoftRep.com. Just here to say thank you for listening to the Soft Rep Radio podcast. We sure appreciate you giving us your time. And here's a special offer for you if you're a new member: fifty percent off your annual membership to SoftRep. Just click the link at the bottom of the page that brought you to us today. And from all of us here at SoftRep. Thank you for listening. Now, Kevin, when you hear these stories coming from Lucky like I am, does it just make you as, a, as, as just emotional and just like kind of upset at the situation that occurred? To, or how do you, what were you feeling? Uh, you know, I, I've always been attracted to the story of the guy who's asked to do the work. And so to me, I'm sort of, it was a fascinating for me to sit down with Lucky and talk to him because like I said, he's a great storyteller, but we, we also get a chance to learn it's easy to write stories about generals who are moving pieces and big, big muscle movement. It's harder to be the guy that has got to kick the door in or the guy that's got to climb into that cockpit knowing he's on borrowed time. And to me, that's what attracted me the most. 
is to really put a humanity to this and to and I think we've taken the World War II veteran and made them you know the greatest generation and we put them a bit on a pedestal and I think sometimes that takes a little bit of the humanity out of it and so we're really lucky and I talked a lot about let's not gloss this over let's not make this like a you know a movie let's really show you the the toll that it took and and, and I think that some of the best parts of the book are, are his relationship with Sully and his story with Sully. But I also think how honest and the courage it took Lucky to talk about the impact the war had. And that end of the book, I think, you know, it was a really catharsis. But also, I think it shows that, you, as Lucky has said before, you know, you just don't come back the same. And there is an echo and there is a trauma to it that, that has to be overcome on a daily basis. It is. And Lucky, can I ask you something? When you got out of the military, was there like a support group like the Veterans Administration that you could go and talk to and like, you know, confide? Was there like therapy or anything that you needed to deal with? Uh, you know, obviously putting it on a book kind of gets it off your chest and talking through the stories. Well, Red, I didn't talk about it or anybody for 50 years. And it wasn't until I finally was invited to address a group about World War II that I began thinking about it and speaking about it. It occurred to me, and my wife of 71 years, bless her heart. That's a good success. It reminded me that I had an obligation, really, to tell my stories because of the sacrifices that were made by my generation so that the freedoms that people, you and I, enjoy the day could be realized. We hadn't done what we did when we did it and how we did it and prevailed. You'd be speaking German or French or, or Japanese today. 100%. I agree. And I say that too. Even if, you, if you were here. Right. If, if, what I like to say is if our Boy Scouts didn't beat the Germans Boy Scouts, that's why I kind of bring up Boy Scouts because you got the Boy Scouts and then like the Hitler Youth and they were both kind of created same, same. And then by the time the war kicked off, they were fighting each other. And so really you had these six, 17 year old men who were just done creating tents and fires and camping now fighting each other. And so I like to always say that our Boy Scouts kicked their Boy Scouts butts. Okay. <laughs> World War II is proof of that. So that's also kind of like that calf scout, you know, where you were going into like, you know, for two weeks at a time, you'd go into a unit and they'd be like, oh, hey, what's up, 13-year-old? What you doing palling around here? And you're like, hi, <laughs> I'm just right here. How do I pack my ruck? How do I put my belt on like you guys? How do I start walking and talking? And so I think that what I'm getting at is today's generation and tomorrow's generation could use a little baseball, a little sportsmanship, a little, you know, team effort outside of, you know, I get that the videos are here and the Xboxes and the video games, but I think that maybe some outside time in a team sport, football, lacrosse, hockey, you know, skateboarding, whatever it is to just get them ready and, and a little keep them tough. Because like you said, you raised horses. Okay. That's a tough job. You're hardened raising horses. Yep. Yep. Well, there certainly are other pursuits than armed conflict. Yes. That are far more productive, far more rewarding, and certainly we ought to be engaged in and direct our energies toward rather than this useless bit of devastating countries and killing people. That's amazing. Yeah, it's just, it is. That's a no-sum result. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. 
Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only, Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Now, is there talks of this story uh, turning into something more damn lucky going on to do anything else? Is there anything that you might have to say about it, Kevin? Is it just going to stay into a novel form? As of now, it's a book. It dovetails really well with uh, Tom Hanks and Spielberg's upcoming series that they did on the 100th Bond Group, Masters of the Air. And that'll be out, I think, a, a, what, a year or two from now. And, and I do believe that the, what, the mission that we highlight, the October 8th, 1943 mission over Bremen, is, is, is part of that series. And, and it wouldn't surprise me if you get a chance to see a lucky a lucky luckadoo in that series, which I think will be very exciting. But other than that, not at, not at this point. But, you know, really all our effort was to create the, the book that we're going we're gonna to have everybody in their hands, hopefully, you know, this Tuesday coming up and give people a chance to really kind of walk in lucky shoes and, and go with them on some of these missions and, and really understand sort of the sacrifice that he and his, uh, his squadron mates made on a daily basis. Right, because uh, Lucky, I've seen some movies. I don't know if it's a movie, that I, which one it is, but they would talk about the flak that would come up and just explode all around them. And maybe it was a documentary. And they talked about the golden BB, right, like where there's a golden flash. Was that something that you guys – talked about within your 25 runs you know within the squadron was there a golden bb conversation like ah hey bill don't watch watch out for the golden bb today is that how it kind of went down or what not really we were so focused and and bent on worrying about where the next target was going to be or what it was going to be whether it would be the big b berlin 
in broad daylight or whether it would be the subpens in St. Nazaire or the ME 109 factories or, or what it would be that when during our time off between missions, we seldom ever compared notes as to what it was like because if you were on the mission, you knew what it was like. And what had happened to you did not perhaps happen to the guy next to you or in, on your wing or flying in the wave behind you. That varied so widely just within one mission that we didn't talk about it. We lived it. And the nightmares that resulted, of course, were a personal thing, as an individual thing. As Kevin has referred to, psyching yourself up to get back in that airplane again the next day was a horrific responsibility. And it was something that was only you could do. And you had to do it because that's what you were ordered to do. But some guys couldn't do it. Some guys got to the point where they said, hey, they're out to kill me. I ain't doing that no more. You can have my wings. You can send me to the infantry or do whatever you have to do. But we had some guys that just flat quit. And you couldn't allow those to be to remain around because they would demoralize the rest of the, of the outfit. So you had to remove them from the scene immediately. The British called that uh, lack of moral fiber. And they punished them. But we called it flak happy. They, yeah, they probably, yeah, right? Flat, yeah, because it got to We called it combat fatigue. And we had a different name for it. But it was all the same thing. Yeah. It just too much of it. Just but some, uh, some people just absolutely couldn't cope with it, and it overwhelmed them, and they threw in the towel. Yeah, right, right. Because the human mental psyche was broken. <laughs> mm-hmm. they, these are men that you had went through training with, probably, and had flown missions with, who said, "I've had enough," and just hit the wall. Yeah. Oh wow. So wow, you're amazing, Lucky. Damn Lucky is what it is. Okay, because bottom line, but I had a guardian angel that was sitting on my shoulder, or I wouldn't be here talking with you. Yeah, because seventy-one years later, she's still around, or she's your wife passed. Yes. Oh, well, she's Five in good years company. Ago. She's in good company, sir. Oh, I assure you, seventy-one years. Yes, yeah. it was the oh. greatest thing that happened. She was the yes. luckiest thing that happened to me. Yes, I love the 71 years. I've been with my wife for 22, so I just look to you, and I want to accomplish that, okay? That's my goal. I promise. Everything in this life I do is to chase that goal right there, boss. I mean it, okay? I'll be nice. I'll be nice to her. Jen, I love you. (laughs) That's the singular advice that I can perhaps impart to younger generations is live every day to your fullest. It may be your last. That's awesome. Okay, perfect. So look, I'm not going to take any more of your time. I know you're super busy. I know you've got other things to talk about and other people on your book tour. So I'm really, truly grateful. I really mean it with the most positive, stoked vibes I can send to you, Lucky. And Kevin, no easy day. Damn lucky. Kevin, it's really, I, I know who you are. You're awesome. And you just keep doing what you're doing with writing. And we're going to put 
in on softrep.com. We'll put in there, you know, all of the links to hit up where they can find the book and buy it. And make sure you leave a review about the book when you do buy it, right? Leave a review. Say, hey, you know, there should be a comma here. There's always should be a comma somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Look, definitely leave a review. Definitely let us know what you think. But also, don't forget, every time you buy a book here, it gets just one step closer to getting that, that memorial that uh, Lucky's talking about. The proceeds of the book, the majority of them are going back to the 100th Bomb Group Foundation so that Lucky can complete this last mission. So, you know, if you're buying the book, hopefully, you know, you're going to get a compelling and amazing story. You're going to get a chance to go to war with a guy like Lucky Luckadoo who's going to tell you exactly what it means to, to you know, how and what that toll is. But I think you're also contributing to building a, a monument that I think Lucky has uh, articulated very well in this that desperately needs to be built. And, you know, what, what we did as a nation to win World War II is as important as what Lucky did. And I think looking into the future, you know, people say we'll never be united again. We got too many, too many differences. Well, we've done it once, and, and we could do it again. And I think Lucky is a, right. uh, personifies that. And I think his his desire for this final mission is a worthy goal. So go get the book, enjoy it, leave us a note, and let us know what you think. Well said, Kevin. Lucky, you're the conduit of peace right now. Okay, we're gonna try. Hopefully, this goes everywhere, and people hear these words of just you know, go home and stop fighting each other. Thank you, Rad. <laughs> You're very welcome, Lucky. You're a pleasure. Thanks for being in my life, Grandpa. I appreciate it. And uh, Kevin, (laughs) again, thank you so much. (laughs) Easy day, man. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Yeah, you're very welcome. You've been listening to Soft Rep Radio. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very of all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. <laughs> like, what did we do? It's so slow. Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Are you looking to step up to a 4K smart TV? One that gives you unparalleled clarity and picture resolution? Then we've got good news for you. Because the Vizio 65-inch V-Series 4K smart TV is now just 348. With all your favorite apps built in, you can stream straight out of the box. You can even sing along to all your favorite music and radio on the iHeartRadio app. Looking for a smaller or bigger screen? Vizio offers unbeatable prices on all V-Series 4K smart TVs. Head to Walmart.com today and score the 4K TV you've been waiting for.